Greetings, everybody. Thank you. This is another episode of Getting Comfortable While Being Uncomfortable with your boy, Claiborne Jackson. Uh, we're going to switch up the format a little bit today. It's a little bit different. Um, I want to discuss these holidays. These holidays and dealing with the loss of a loved one around the holiday season. Um, it was about two years ago when I lost my mom. And uh, the crazy part about it is she's a Christmas baby. Along with her being a Christmas baby... I'm born, well, my birthday is two days after Christmas. So for 40 plus years, this has always been my birthday, buddy, right? So every Christmas Eve, because you try to figure out how to separate her birthday and Christmas. uh, So it doesn't seem like just combined into one. So every Christmas Eve, what we would do is uh, at 12 o'clock at night, me and her would always pop open a bottle of champagne and celebrate her birthday. And then open a couple of gifts. Uh, Mainly she would open gifts because she was not trying to wait until Christmas Day. Uh, But that was part of separating it. And then along with that, um, I'd always get up and I'd make her a birthday cake. She never wanted a store-bought cake, so I'd always make her a birthday cake. So we tried to keep it a little bit uh, different and separate at the same time. But you figure for years, man. I think I started making her birthday cakes probably when I was, man, I want to say maybe 18 19, somewhere in there I started individualizing her cakes because every year for my birthday once I turned 21 every year for my birthday she would make my cake and it would be a, a rum cake and then eventually turned into a 151 rum cake but for her birthday she always wanted a coconut cake so uh, I'd always make her one from scratch and then just kind of roll from there so we always tried to keep it separated well it's only two years in since uh, losing my best friend, my partner, my birthday partner, my mom's, Dukes. I had so many different nicknames for that lady, you know what I'm saying? But that was that was the source of my life, basically. So year one, I can tell you year one was a, a terrible year of trying to figure out how to celebrate Christmas and her birthday, birthday and her Christmas, still hold down a regular job. Still take care of this young individual, uh, my son, who was in school at the time, uh, dealing with his senior year. It was uh, it was crazy. You know, I mean, it was crazy. I found myself in a very, very dark, scary place. But the part about it that was so scary was that I didn't even know I was that deep into any type of depression because depression is a weird creature, man. It'll creep up on you uh, and you won't even know that you're really depressed. You know, I mean, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with uh, New Jack City that tune in. But if you ever watch New Jack City, when Nino Brown, when he lost the Carters and he came home, he was just sitting on that couch with a bottle of champagne in the dark you know, saying just out of it, just like he was just done with the world. Well, you take that. That's how I looked, except for I wasn't angry. I was just upset. So during the daytime, I would put on one face for the rest of the world. But then as soon as I got home and had downtime, I would find myself sitting on that couch in a super depressed state. Yeah, a lot of times it was me in a bottle. You know, this was after my son had went to sleep. I'm just sitting on this couch in the dark, wouldn't have TV on, no noise, nothing. Just me, bottle, tears, and emotion. You feel me? And it's crazy because I think a lot of society that doesn't suffer with depression, you don't realize that. The person that's smiling and laughing and joking with you and you always think that those people are so strong and they're holding everything together and you know that they've suffered a loss but you're just like it's amazing how 
they're in such good spirits. No, it's amazing because at that particular time, we're putting up a front. We're making you think that we're doing fine. Deep down inside, we're dying. We're crying out for help and don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? But people on the outside, you guys don't realize it because we still come off like this Julian person. Like, hey, everything is still good. When deep down inside, man, that's just an act. It's a front for us to just try and maintain and, and get through the day. Because if we really came off and projected that to you, then it probably would scare half of you away because you're really not the same person, man. It's a cold game. It's a terrible game. Uh, fortunately, I was able to realize that, man, I, I truly needed help. You know, um, I talked to a few friends here and there, but when you lose somebody like your mother, when you lose that parent, you know, it can be your mother or your father. I mean, it, can, it depends upon how long you've been married. It could be your spouse. But when you lose that person that is your go-to, your, your tell-all, you know what I mean? When you lose that that person, you almost feel like, how do you function? You know what I'm saying? How do you go on? Uh, you deal with a lot of survivor's remorse because you start to wonder, what could you have possibly done to have changed the outcome? Uh, you start to blame yourself a lot. Then you have that lost, lonely feeling. A lot of people could understand, well, how do you feel lost and lonely when you have a son? Well, on top of me feeling lost and lonely, he's feeling lost and lonely. So it was like a, like a dual situation over here, man. So I'm trying to figure him out. He's not really understanding what's going on with me. And uh, together we were both hella lost, man. It was a bad situation. So you look at when the holidays kick in and uh, that first year that she passed away, um, I started working at a uh, at Wally World, man. And I was working there. And, you know, I mainly started working there just so I could kind of get away from dealing with the loss of her uh, in the beginning. That was my original thing was to act like, you know, let me just kind of you know keep my mind busy, stay active. Well, I was forced into dealing with the feelings because when you're working in the store. Christmas, man, they said Christmas up hella early. So I swear in my mind, it seemed like they said Christmas up in June and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just probably how, how much it hit me, how much it hurt. You know, and I'm sure it was probably, you know, a little bit before Thanksgiving. Because I swear we skip over Thanksgiving now. It's like right after Halloween and straight into Christmas. But uh, at that time, I was there. And they started setting everything up for Christmas. I was like, okay, it's not no big deal. I can deal with it. I'm not going to trip, you know. But then once I started seeing, and it wasn't even so much the families that were coming in. But it was people my age coming in with their mother, their father, their grandparent. And... That's when I could no longer run from it. And that's when all the pain really started to sink in because here's people out shopping with their parents. And I'm just like, man, I don't I don't have that anymore. You know, my mother is gone. I don't have that outlet anymore. I don't have that person to celebrate uh, and birthdays coming up. I don't have anything to celebrate. But at the same time, I'm like, OK, I got to figure out a way to still make it Christmas for the kid. And uh, I'm not even knowing if he really wants to celebrate because we both lost that main person in our lives. His relationship with his biological wasn't that great, but his relationship with his grandmother was super tight. That was an unbreakable bond, just like the bond that I shared with, with you know, his grandmother, but my mom. It was one of those unbreakable bonds. So now we're both kind of in the dark in a sense, like, man, like, you know, what do we do uh, in this type of scenario? So working at Walmart, it forced me into dealing with feelings that I didn't really want to take on at that particular moment. So last year, for Christmas, it was very sketchy, half-assed, pieced together because it was trying to do something that I really wasn't ready for. Uh, and I tell you all from experience, man, if you're not ready to deal with it, 
don't force yourself to try to deal with it. That's I think the worst thing that you can do is trying to please everybody else without really digging deep into your soul, into yourself, and trying to figure out how to please yourself, trying to find some kind of happiness with yourself within. And I think that's where I went wrong. Um, I tried to push the issue along and still celebrate, but it was probably the most grim feeling of a celebration, like half-assed feeling of a celebration that there was. Um, I know there are people around me who are trying to pull me in different directions to try and get me out of that funk. But until you deal with those feelings, uh, until you deal with your own feelings and really dig into your own feelings, no matter who's around you that's trying to pull you out of that dark spot, it's not going to happen. So we still did things for her birthday. I think I let some balloons go um, the whole nine. But as soon as that celebration of being around people and my son opening his gifts and me opening a few gifts, as soon as it ended, bam, I was right back in that dark spot again, uh, drowning myself in tears because that woman was not here to celebrate with me. So at some point, you know, things still were going downhill, downhill, and it just kind of carried over from the holidays all the way down. Around this time of my life is when I kind of realized, like, look, somewhere in here I need to get help. Now, I wouldn't have tried to get help once before. And I say go get help as in sitting down with the trained, actual, psychological type person to dig into your mindset, right? So I went and saw a psychologist. Hell, I saw a psychiatrist. I got thrown on meds for a little while to try and get me out of this depressed state. None of that really seemed to, to really pull me out because I still wasn't fully open to the treatment. I think it's partly because in in the mind of men, we feel like we don't really need that. But as I spoke to on that one uh, episode that I did, we really do need to dig in deep and let somebody really pull those emotions out of us and take that wall down. So you kind of fast forward around to this year. And back in August is when I did that whole uh, 30 days of um, therapy, 30 days of mental health. Um, a lot of it was caused through the job, but then there was still me dealing with um, unresolved issues with my mother's situation and so forth. Well, by sitting down and, and taking that time off, it was really able to help me reach that point of clarity. Um, the survivor's remorse, I was able to get over um, having that survivor's remorse. And now I'm not remorse, remorseful that I'm still alive, but now I'm happy that I'm still here. And I'm sure that she's happy that I'm still here. And this year around, come holiday time, I'm not in a state of grieving. I'm more in a state of celebration to where I want to celebrate her life. I want to celebrate her birthday. I want to celebrate Christmas. You know, I'm actually decorating this year. I pulled my tree out early. I'm about to make some uh, gingerbread men and, you know, all kinds of stuff. The stuff that we used to do that I grew up with, with my childhood. Uh, but it took a long time to get there. People would say, oh, in time, things will get better. I can tell you is the pain never goes away. But with the help of therapy, it helps you to deal with the pain. So to whereas I would tell people stories last year and break down and just completely start bawling, just just crying off the top. Like as soon as I went into telling the story, I would just fall out. This year, I've been able to tell stories about my mom and crack up and laugh. Um, shoot, even selling, uh, I was telling the story to a co-worker of mine up at Wally World and by the time I was done she sat back and thanked me for being so open about my mom's passing and my time with her as her mom is getting older 
she's taking care of her mother. She's in those same beginning stages. And uh, for her, it was something that could help her to realize like, hey, let me really embrace this time. Enjoy this time and not focus so much on work, 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 work and spend more time with her mom and, and caring for her mother. So now it's almost therapeutic for me to tell people stories about my mom from Christmas to just in general Whereas last year you would have brought up this stuff, man, and I would have broke down like a baby. Me and that lady would have been at work and uh, she would have had to take a break with me just to go help me get my composure back to come back to finish my job. That's how deep it was back then. But now it's almost therapeutic to talk about her. But that came from hours and hours and hours of therapy, recognizing and dealing with my problems and dealing with my issues at hand. So now I say to you, man, it, it takes time. You'll never completely heal, but you'll begin the healing process. Um, I have friends that will tell you their parent passed away 5, 10, 12 years ago. They'll be fine for many years, but then one year it'll hit them like it's the first year that that individual passed away. So you're never completely healed. You're always a work in progress, but you just learn how to deal with your emotions better. You know, there's still moments where I might get a little teary eyed. But it's not long moments. And now it's more of tears of joy because I'm laughing and reminiscing about something that she said or did around this time of the year. And I laugh, but it's kind of like tears of joy. And I never really understood what the hell tears of joy were, was, uh, whatever this English thing is. But we're not here to critique my English. Thank you very much. Anyhow, but I never really understood what tears of joy was until now, per se, when I think about my mom, I kind of get teary-eyed, but at the same time, I'm cracking up because she always had jokes, you dig? And the one thing she used to always sit there and instill upon me was, no matter what, you have to keep smiling, you have to keep laughing, and no matter how things turn out, you have to always celebrate life. Even if you're, that person's not here, you still have to celebrate life. And I know for her to have seen me a year ago would have probably been killing her if she's in the afterlife looking down. She was probably up there shaking her head like, damn, this boy, if he don't snap out of this mess and get his shit together. So this year, for me to be in a much better space, I tell you, my people, you have to really sit there and find ways to deal with it. Uh, you have to come to grips with it yourself and say, hey, you know what? This person isn't here, but let's look back at all the joyous moments that we had when this person was here. Um, I highly recommend going to get therapy, especially around this time of the year. But depression, man, sometimes you might not even know it and it's sneaking up on you. So if you're feeling any kind of symptoms where you're constantly tired, you're aggravated, it might be reversed. You can't even sleep. And then you're just completely aggravated by everything in the world. Uh, if you get downtime and we get that downtime, you automatically want to start tearing up or feeling like you're crying or you're going to cry. You know, I mean, loss of appetite, loss of desire to do anything. These are all signs that you start catching early. And if you don't catch him, I'm going to tell you who's going to catch him first. If you don't catch him, your employer is going to catch him. And your employer doesn't give a damn about your grieving. None of that. You know, why did you figure they only give you, what, three days off for bereavement? Because they don't care. You know what I mean? It's a company. You know what I'm saying? If you have a good manager, they might show you some compassion and give you some time to get yourself together. Recommend that you go get some therapy. But the company is a company, man. Whether you there or not that company is going to continue to do what they got to do at anybody's expense and if you can't feel what they need you to feel then shit your ass is going to be out you and your depression can you understand what i'm saying
if you understand what I'm saying there. I mean, I mean, don't take it, don't take it the wrong way. I mean, it's a business, so a business has to continue to function. But what I say to you is, definitely take that time off for yourself, even if you have to do it around the holiday season, and reach out to your physician and have them write you off during this month uh, to deal with it. But you have to look out for yourself in the end and make these moves when you're ready to deal with it, especially being in the office. Like right now we're lucky in the sense because everybody's quarantined, not lucky because of the circumstances that led to quarantine, but lucky in the sense to where we don't have to be forced into an office around people celebrating when we're not ready. Had this been last year, I probably would have fared so much better because I wouldn't have felt like I was being forced into uh, interactions with people. But at the same time, I might have fared even worse because then I would have just been in this house isolated by myself with my son pushing the world away from me. Can you dig it? So it's a double-edged sword, right? It's definitely a double-edged sword. But a few tips that, you know, I've come across during the holidays and just trying to cope in general is one of them is uh, don't be afraid to switch things up like your normal tradition. Say, for instance, like normally... Christmas time, it was in the house, my mom, my son, big, big deal. You know what I mean? It was all in the home. Well, now my mom's not here. So that tradition in itself is kind of gone to an extent because she's no longer here. So what I'm thinking about doing this year is switching things up. And uh, maybe me and my son, we might take a Vegas run because that was her favorite place to run to was Vegas. That was the first trip I went on with my mother was to Vegas. The reason why... I was like the self-proclaimed king of Vegas it's because after I turned 21, I went to Vegas to the point to where you would have thought I had residency in Vegas because that's what she started me on as a place to go to to get away and relax. So I'm kind of like, you know what? Let's break the tradition of keeping things at home and let's go outside the box, do something different and go to Vegas. If we don't go to Vegas, I might just get us a nice hotel room down here, hang out down here and, uh, you know, open gifts there and you can just kind of enjoy you know what I mean but it's something different starting a new tradition starting a new thing you know the tradition from that might be every year for us to go someplace else and celebrate Christmas not necessarily with family like outside of me and him because I'm not really somebody that likes to be in people's houses a lot and that has nothing to do with my mother passing away and it's probably a whole separate conversation for me and the therapist but (laughs) We'll work our way around it. But then it might be perfectly normal because I'm just not really a house guest person. So could be my own thing. But anyhow, uh, we'll probably start doing different things, going different places, different vacations. So kind of breaking tradition and starting a new one, switching things up a little bit. Right. Another thing is uh, you can go through the motions, which is kind of funny to say. Like I was speaking earlier about just going through the motions a year before. And it didn't really work out. Some people can function differently. So going through the motions, having things that are familiar to you, doing certain things that might bring back those feelings of when you were young, when that person was there. You know what I'm saying? That that might help you if you're at that stage in your life to deal with it and embrace it and say, hey, these types of things are pushing me through. For me at that time, it was opposite. It would have just buried me even deeper trying to go through the motions. So for some people... Going through the motions will work. If you don't feel like you're ready to go through those emotions and go through the motions that come from that, then I would say skip that one and keep it pushing. These are all individual, you know, say these are all individual ways of coping. So 
everything that I drop to you, don't take it as, oh, okay, you know what? This is going to work because trust me, I got a lot of advice. I had a lot of input and I tried certain ways that they told me to go and that shit was painful. You feel me? Only now am I able to kind of share and convey some of this stuff over to you and say, hey, here, try some of these things because some of these methods work. You getting, you dig what I'm saying? Um, the other thing is don't set unrealistic expectations of people around you. Um, I know some people will look around and if you have a spouse or if you just have a significant other, you might look at them and expect them to make up for that person that you lost. They can't do that. They can try, but they can't replace the love of a parent. They can't replace things that you grew up from like two years old all the way up. They weren't there for that. They've witnessed it. They've seen it, but they weren't there for that. So you can't set those uh, unrealistic expectations on them to completely come in, change the game and bring you out of this funk that you're in. You know I mean, all that's going to do is you're going to end up having anger and resentment towards them for the lack of uh, fulfillment that you got out of what they attempted to do. You know, it's hard to think like, okay, outside of our own feelings that people around us, they're also confused as hell because those that know what we're dealing with, unless they've dealt with it themselves, they have no idea, first of all, what depression feels like. You know, I'm the first one to admit that I used to talk shit about people who were depressed because I thought it was a sign of weakness. I was kind of like, how are you going to be depressed? You know what I mean? How do you let something get you that far down? It didn't really make sense to me until... I too was in that same situation. Then I was just like, damn, this is some shit. And I still didn't realize until I got out of being depressed, how bad depression was and how you don't even know it's hitting you. And then I felt hella bad about the people who I thought were being weak because they were depressed. So imagine once you go through it and you still don't completely understand it. Imagine the people who have never gone through it, but they're around you trying to help you work through a situation that they know nothing of. You know, for our parents out there, it's like us trying to help our kids understand new math. We know how to do math, but what the hell is this new math? Shit, that new math almost sent me into my first state of depression, but that's a whole nother topic. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shoot, you know what I mean? I'm always going to have something to laugh about. You're always going to get something out of me, man. It's never going to just be a whole thing of seriousness around this camp, man. Still me till they kill me, right? But that's the thing, though. Don't set expectations on others, man. Just... Try to do the best that you can to deal with it and accept what people can do for you, but don't expect them to bring you out of that funk. You feel me? Um, Along those lines, it kind of falls into the thing of letting the people close to you know exactly how you feel. If you don't let them know exactly how you feel, they don't know how to deal with you. So they're going to try so many different methods to get you to come out of this shell get out of this funk you know i mean to where it's going to be overbearing let's go here let's do this let's do that let's you know they're going to try and fill in those voids and that shit's going to drive you insane even more so it's important that you're open and honest with those people who are closest to you so that they know okay you know what they went along with this but they probably need some time before we try them to get to the you know try and get them to do this right here you know they might not want to come down here and bake like they used to do with their parents they might not want to wrap gifts like they used to do with their parents hell man everything now is a gift bag that's you're gonna get from me is a gift bag this year though i might try to wrap something only because it's comedy because my rapping skills is terrible that's gift wrapping on the mic i'm a savage i'm a beast i got bars 
<laughs> yeah. Anyhow, so that's probably something else. But anyway, uh, but when it comes to all that kind of stuff, you know, you have to let people know exactly how you feel. Because if not, you know what I'm saying, they're gonna be pushing themselves to the point to where they're gonna feel bad at some point, feeling bad, trying to help you not feel bad. And it's just it, it's it's a circular cycle, man. Everybody's gonna have a jacked up holiday. You know what I'm saying? Um, shoot, man. At the same time, you know, allow other people to help you. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, man, one year when I was young, my mom went and got a Christmas tree. Going to get the Christmas tree was the biggest thing ever to us, man, was to go get that tree. So at that time, I'm growing into somewhat of a man, and I'm feeling myself. And I wanted nobody to help me. We got this tree, and this tree's probably like damn near seven feet tall, if it was that short. It was a windy day next to a, like a street that was almost like a highway, right? For people who know where we are, it's like Sweetwater Road. It was a street through a neighborhood that had no stoplights, really, but it should have had stoplights because people would fly down that joint. So me not wanting anybody to help me, we get this tree. And I'm trying to carry this tree to the car. And I'm thinking I'm the man. I'm humble, but I'm carrying this tree. Man, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Between the wind from the street... And the wind from Mother Nature, that wind grabbed a hold of that tree and that tree started pulling me into the street. And all you can hear is my mom yelling, let it go, you damn fool. Let the tree go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you damn fool. Let the tree go. At this point, hell, I'm panicking. I'm still holding on to the tree. I'm fighting everything. And uh, somebody else came, grabbed the tree and pulled me away from, from danger. So I say that to say this. You let somebody else help you because sometimes you think you can do it on your own. But really, you that fool with that tree that's about to get blown into traffic. You know what I'm saying? But had you let somebody help you, you would have never got that close to danger. You see where I'm going with that? See how I did it? Yeah, I did. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's just truth. You know, sometimes you got to let other people help you. And that goes to being open with the people that are around you. They also know how far to go with that help. You know, it might just be enough help just to keep you from falling into that depression or that deeper depression. But just in and not. To the point where it's so much to where Now they're getting on your damn nerves Can you dig what I'm saying Oh shoot man what's the other thing Uh Like like Don't compare These holidays now That that person is gone Don't compare these holidays to those That you had with that person You know what I mean Like cause you're never gonna have that same feeling I don't care anybody tells you man there's never going to be a Christmas that feels like my mom is here. So if I constantly try to compare each year that she's not here to the years that she was here, I'm going to always be disappointed because it's not going to have her same laughter. It's not going to have her same look of surprise. It's not going to be that same clinking of the glasses and sipping the champagne at midnight. So all I can do is push forward to make my Christmases as fun as in, in birthdays for her celebration, as fun as memorable as possible going forward while keeping those memories of the past Christmases and her birthday close to my heart and knowing that going forward, I'm still celebrating her life. I'm still celebrating the holiday and making it as beautiful as possible going forward. Remember, you, you dig what I'm saying? But if you constantly compare what you used to have, man, you will always be upset come holiday season, man. That's that's just real. You know what I mean? So try not to do that, man. Try not to compare those of the past to, to what you got to do with in the present, man. Just setting yourself up for more disappointment. Can you dig it? 
Oh, shoot, get enough rest. Man, if there is a such thing, try to do it. I'm not going to talk to y'all much long. <laughs> don't talk to y'all long about getting rest because, shoot, man, rest is something for me. I, I don't even really know what rest is. I think my body forces me to sit still because between podcasts, my son, work, and all the other entrepreneurial type things I'm trying to figure out and how to deal with and, and do, man, shoot, just get enough rest that makes you feel good, helps you to function from day to day. Uh, and sh- man, just try to enjoy, man. Um, shoot, man, the holiday season, you got to kind of watch what you eat too, because if you eat too much, you're going to put yourself into a, a funk. Sometimes bad food give you bad reactions. Um, shoot, man, I know for me, man, getting up there in age, I can't eat some of the things I enjoy during the holidays. If I do, I have to eat them in moderation. I got to drink in moderation. But especially with the alcohol, man, if you're still suffering from depression and trying to figure out the best way to cope during the holiday season, cut back on that drinking, man. That drinking will have you sit back on that couch like Nino Brown, man. Trust me, I've been there and I've done that. So I, I, that one I speak from experience on um, watching what you eat. I didn't watch what I ate, man. Within a year, I was like 40, 50 pounds heavier than my normal weight. You know what I mean? I would say normally uh, when I'm in shape, I probably run around looking like maybe, I don't know, maybe looking like a linebacker perhaps. You feel me? Uh, but when I was suffering from depression, I looked like I was uh, about to drop an R&B album. I need that little uh, velvet smoke jacket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the problem is I can't sing. So it, it wouldn't even worked out for me then. I would have to auto-tune that joint. But that's the direction I was going. It was like a an R&B 70 back in the day, man. Shoot, like Clay LaVert or something, right? <laughs> you got to watch what you eat, man. And, uh, shoot, when you come into that part of watching what you eat, then it kind of flows into the part of exercise. Exercise gets so much of your endorphins, all that other energy inside of your body, man. You can exercise yourself out of a depressed state for at least for that moment. Can you dig it? As I was saying, you can exercise yourself right out of that little depressed state uh, for the moment. You know, I mean, you at least feel good. I know when I don't get a good exercise routine or if I don't get a good session in for a couple of days, I can feel myself, excuse me, decline. As far as uh, emotionally and mentally, people that have been around me for years, they'll be the first one to, you know, to tell you that if I don't get some exercise in, I will be in a real funk. There's people around me who will, t- who will look at me and be like, man, you were in a badass mood. When's the last time you worked out? I'm like, ah, three, four days, man. I'm like, yeah, you need to go run. You need to go lift some weights. You need to go to the gym and spar. You need to do something to get that about your system. I'll go do it and I'll come back and I'll feel fresh as a million bucks, man. I've left the gym and have bought homeless people lunches. I mean, I've like I've paid for people's uh, protein drinks at the counter because I'm in such a good mood by the time that workout is over. Now, later on, I'm like, damn, where'd my six dollars go? But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it still works out. It's all still to the good, right? Hey, it's all part of the process, man. Part of the process. You know what I'm saying? Then along in that same line. You know, take time to connect with others, man. Your closest people, you know what I'm saying? Reach out. Sometimes they won't reach out to you because they don't know who they're dealing with at that moment. They don't know how you're feeling. And, uh, you know, we can't expect people, man, just on some real talk. We can't expect people to be mind readers. You know what I'm saying? We have to let people know what's on our mind. I mean, I probably have said that so much through this podcast, but communication is key. 
If people don't know that you're feeling a certain way or dealing with a certain issue, they don't know how to approach you. So sometimes we have to reach out and say, hey, you know, it's your kind of man. You know, so I'm just reaching out and your real people. They'll be able to tell. They'll be able to hear it in your voice. They'll be able to tell by how you're talking to them that they need to extend that conversation. Those that keep the conversation short and really just want to deal with you and it's all laughs and shits and giggles. You're going to learn that when you come out of your depressed state and start seeing the world clearly, that those are people that you need to cut off that connection. So take time to reach out, connect to those, and uh, filter out some of the people. You're going to filter out your riders. You're going to filter out those who really got your back to the end. You know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that you really want to deal with, man. That's that's who's going to be in your camp, in your tribe, that's going to keep you pushing, that's going to keep you alive, that's going to keep you functioning, and keep you on your toes. Can you dig it? And you dig it. Uh, shoot, man. Take your mind off yourself sometime. Sometimes we take ourselves too serious, man. You know what I mean? And if we're constantly thinking about where we are and how we're feeling, you know what I mean? We'll we'll talk ourselves, man. We'll forecast things so negative about ourselves that we'll dig ourselves into a hole and won't even know that we're digging. You know, we'll blame everybody else. Like, why is there, oh, they still throwing dirt on me? I'm getting deeper in this hole. No, man, you're actually putting yourself deeper into your own hole. You know what I mean? So... It's like that cartoon, that little picture you see dude shoveling the dirt behind him and it's just landing behind him and it's still digging. He's just digging deeper and deeper and he's throwing the dirt right behind him, behind him. He's never getting out. If you spend too much time with yourself and too much time thinking about yourself, that's what you're really doing sometimes. You're just digging yourself deeper into that funk, man. So sometimes, man, like for me, if I can't get away from anything else and I really truly want to escape Man, I'll put on that Boomerang Cartoon Network. Man, I'll jump into some old cartoons, man. Shoot, don't let them be playing the Jetsons, man. Or I can't watch that Coyote because, man, I'm always cheering for that Coyote and he's always getting screwed. So that just puts me into a deeper funk because I'm always hoping that he jumps out there and makes his move. But uh, shoot, man, you throw some of them other joints on there and I'm locked in, man. Droopy? Ah, shoot. I can sit there and watch Droopy and get out of any kind of funk. But... It's helping me to mentally escape. Man, don't even get to, to talking about Scooby-Doo, boy. Shit, <laughs> that mystery machine. Ooh, yada da. That'll take me out of a whole different zone. But it's cool because it's taking me back to a childhood moment, good times, and I'm not thinking about myself anymore. I could have seen the same Scooby-Doo since 1976, and I still sit there and be like, oh, man, you know, who did it? Who did it? You know what I'm saying? No one getting dang well. I've seen this thing a thousand times, but it's, just, it's a feel good moment. You dig? So take your mind off yourself for a little bit, man. Even if you go out, for instance, man, even if you have the energy, if you can go out and volunteer your time somewhere. And I know it's this whole holiday thing, but just like I'm saying all these things are dependent upon the stage of life that you're in with dealing with holiday depression. You feel me? So if you're not up to these stages right here, then internally find something to take your mind off yourself. If you are up to the next stages of you're dealing with things a whole lot better then volunteer. Go out and help. I mean, right now, I'm not sure Maybe you could volunteer on Zoom. Shit, I don't know. Uh, but I don't know with this whole quarantine thing. But you know what I mean? So I think there's probably like Internet things you can do, stuff like that. But just find other things to take your mind off yourself for a while. And uh, if all else fails... Don't hesitate, man. Like I said from the beginning, to go get professional help. 
sit down with a real professional. Let them dig deep and pull out that baggage, man. Because that was probably the best thing I've ever done for myself, period. But dealing with depression, and then it's helped me out to come time for the holidays. It was like right on time. But don't hesitate to reach out for professional help, man. Don't be too big, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to sit back, make that phone call. Um, I know right now they're crazy booked because of the holiday season, but they are trained professional people out there. There's people out there, they'll still get you in. They'll still find a way because they know right now people really need this help. So they will find a way to get you in. You know what I mean? Uh, shoot, if you're one of the homies, one of my people that know me on this podcast, that, that know me personally, uh, shoot, hit your boy. Reach out to me. You know, see, I'm not a trained anything, but life experience sometimes trumps what comes out of a book. I've walked an interesting path uh, from this to therapy to whatever. And hell, even if you are a new listener, someone that's that's following what I'm doing, shoot, I thought everything is connected to the messengers and all that stuff now. Shoot, shoot me a message, man. I'll call and talk to anybody. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just need that voice that's outside of your normal problem, outside of your normal issue to really, truly hear what you're saying and truly understand where you're coming from, from an outside point of view. And that's what I need out as an outside perspective from somebody else that didn't know me, that couldn't sit there and say, oh, well, Clay, you're doing this, or Clay, it's just that, or you're just feeling this way because of this. No, I needed somebody who was completely separated from my own real situations to validate where I was right and wrong and, and try and help me get out of those situations that I was in. So even if you're tuning in and just listening, man, hit these messages, hit the comments, shoot me a, a, a DM. And I, I trust me, I will reach out and talk to you. That's what it's all about, man. Is everybody trying to help each other, you know, building a network of people and uh, just trying to help others. You feel me? So that's my take on, on the holidays and depression, dealing with depression during the holidays. You know what I mean? And uh, true, man. Hey, one other note don't go out and try and buy people a bunch of shit, a bunch of gifts to compensate for how you're feeling and so forth and so on. Because uh, trust me, man, you get those statements next month, you really going to be in a funk. You know what I mean? That's that's just a little bit of a something, something, a little, <laughs> little hee-hee chuckle. But yeah, don't do not do that. Don't try to financially compensate for your feelings because that will really break you. And at the end, man, unless you're going to spend money on a professional therapist, they got some crazy hourly rates, but they're going to dig you out of that funk and make you a stronger, better person to deal with the rest of the world and the universe. And anything that somebody else might throw at you, then drop those bills, you know what I'm saying? Drop those do- dollars on those people. But still don't let some fool get you in debt behind that because they got there's no little snake charmers out there too, man. They'll be like, oh, I can fix you. I can fix you. Like that lady who deals with Oprah. I don't know. Yana, I'm not sure who that lady, that life coach is, but there's not a bunch of them that really can if you don't open up to try to fix yourself. Can you dig it? So, hey, man, this is your boy, uh, Clayburn Jackson. I'll go governmental on this one, man, because it's the holidays. I know my mama does not like nicknames. And I'm sure she probably bang on me because in the house, she was always telling me, boy, I don't care what they call you outside of this house. When you walk in this house, your name is Claiborne Jackson Jr. That's what you'll go by. That's when I'm calling you. And there is no outside the house. I don't care if you're Clay this, the cookie that, whoever the hell you are. When you come in this house, you are Claiborne Jackson Jr. So out of respect to my mama, I will end this episode as Claiborne Jackson Jr. Y'all have a good day. Y'all make it through the holidays. Do the best that you can, my soldiers. And if y'all need me, holler at me and I will respond. Can you dig it? Peace.